Hello, everybody, and welcome to the New Hampshire Business Show. My name is Chris Pastrana, and today I'm joined by Jordan Mastacoros and Joe Corcoran from On Point Consulting. Thank you guys for joining me on the show. Thank you so Absolutely. much for having us. Okay, so let's give everyone a little background about who you are and what you do. Okay. Um, well, my name is Jordan, and I was born and raised in Manchester, New Hampshire. Went to school at UNH um, and studied business administration and sociology. Um, and I recently broke into entrepreneurship um, in the beginning of 2017 and established On Point Consulting. Um, we help small businesses start their actual legal entity and guide them through the entire way. Our services range from uh, filing the LLC all the way to branding and marketing um, and we have many many resources that any small business would want to use um, to ensure that they're successful in every step of the way. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, my name is Joe Corcoran, as you mentioned. Um, I've been a serial entrepreneur for my entire life. Um, after high school, I attended Keene State for a year, UNH Manchester for a year, UNH Durham, and always was really pursuant about my entrepreneurial ventures. So I did most of my learning, I would say, from free online courses. Jordan and I linked up. Uh, about two weeks ago actually and so what I have been doing mostly recent is web design um, graphic design basically any of the skills that I've picked up trying to market you know my own products over the year yeah. so now I'm trying to help other people do it okay that's awesome yeah. so let's talk a little bit about entrepreneurship this is my favorite subject I run a show on the of course show. <laughs> I love business so let's talk about being entrepreneurs because that seems like a good place sure um, so I think 2017 is actually deemed to be a great year for um, individuals venturing out and starting their own companies. Um, typically, the entrepreneur who is passionate about a product or service that they can offer doesn't necessarily um, know what it takes to become legally established in the state of New Hampshire. And um, there are certain steps that need to be taken in order to um, have that establishment and move forward um, legally. So we're able to uh, guide and give advice and um, help these people move forward. I think that a lot of young people, a lot of millennials these days are very courageous and want to take that leap out into entrepreneurship. Um, and we're seeing a lot of it, a lot of people our own ages that have skills that they want to um, put out there, and you know, have a business entity that represents you know their quality of work. Um, it's been a really amazing experience so far in the past seven months working with these people, and um, you know, I think that in you know today's culture, it's something that isn't um, looked at like you have to have a huge amount of money or a huge network behind you in order to you know make that step into starting your own business um, and a lot of the people that we see that are moving forward with a startup they were the traditional lemonade stand kids you know they had businesses in their basements as uh, young children as I did and Joe did and um, are really passionate about you know understanding all the elements that it takes and going out there and um, you know generating business on their own and with the internet and social media and um, the way that web presence works it's becoming something that 
really can turn into a one-man show. So. Mm. Good, awesome. We've covered a lot there. So we want to start businesses. People want to start businesses. Where do they start? Um, they start with an idea and um, market research. So is this product or service that you want to move forward with, is this something that's relevant in your socioeconomic um, area? Is this something that people are going to want to buy? Is this something that will be successful? And really having that conversation with yourself or talking to a mentor about it, that's where you would start. And then you would move forward legally to establish an LLC or any other type of um, legal entity depending on the size and the nature of the business. That's really where a lot of people um, see gray lines and it's kind of fuzzy for them. Um, but it's super simple and you just go to the Secretary of State's office and they can you know, guide you through that process. Um, so, and after that, it's you know, focusing on money. That's something that a lot of startups will overlook and they'll dive right into marketing and their image and getting their website established and then a couple months down the road, they're out of cash or <laughs> um, you know, they're not properly uh, taking care of their bookkeeping or having resources that are able to give them advice on how to spend their money. So um, definitely coming up with an idea, making sure that it's relevant, moving forward legally, um, making sure that your budget's in all of your cash flow and your bookkeeping is in place, and then taking off from a marketing standpoint. Okay, cool. Okay, so we've talked a good bit about the beginning. So mm -hmm. we get started, we have this great idea, it's something we wanna do. We get through the building of it, and we know traditional marketing. Most everyone knows traditional marketing, but we're all pretty young. <laughs> mm -hmm. So let's talk about where the world's actually going, which is SEO, social media, and things like that. So you're a brand new business and you want to do something on social media, where do you start? So I'd say the most important thing, um, as Jordan mentioned, which a lot of young and new entrepreneurs overlook, is actually validating the market and you know, figuring out that there is a need and that you have the ability to you know, leverage whatever you have um, to really build a strong social media audience. So like one example, one of my sister's friends actually, she's a baton twirler, okay. right? So she has like, I think like 18,000 followers on Instagram. So she, you know, she's doing very well from that standpoint. Yeah. So recently she opened a clothing boutique online and she's doing very successful right from the get-go because she already has built that audience. Um, as opposed to somebody who, you know, may not necessarily have that audience and go in right into trying to start a business that, you know, the research really hasn't proved that it's going to work. Um, I think so. I think that's like a big thing is just using, you know, the leverage that you've already created and that momentum and kind of building your business off of like, you know, that statistical standpoint. Okay. And then obviously there's a lot, you know, you can really do anything uh, with the web, with social media. Yeah. So I think like defining goals and using it in such a way that you're not, you know, posting irrelevant content and just kind of like spinning your tires in place really. <laughs> Which, I'm, you know, I mean, I'm guilty. I've done it a ton. You know, that's <laughs> how I know not to do it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that you really have to bring the traditional, you know, business practices into, um, you know, the newer generation, like technology and stuff. Okay, so it, it kind of works like a good mix. Because um, I know a lot of 
elder or older entrepreneurs and stuff, they kind of lose track of social media because it's it's all those kids and their mm-hmm. their new fads. Right. But it doesn't excuse social media from traditional practices either. That's so I think that's actually, that's a really good point. That's a really good tip for anyone out there watching. <laughs> <laughs> yep. um, so let's talk about particular markets themselves. I mean, uh, I should say social media. So are there any in particular that you recommend over other ones? You, you mentioned Instagram, and that's a good place for some entrepreneurs to start. Mm-hmm. But I get asked this a lot, actually. Which social media should I be on? So baseline, having a Facebook and an Instagram are probably two of the most popular um, social media platforms. But then uh, moving into something like Pinterest, which can be looked at as something that teenage girls spend all of their time on and, you know, looking at makeup tutorials and um, how to decorate your bedroom and things like that. There's actually a lot more power behind it because you're able to link your website and create a lot of search engine optimization through the back end of um, a social media platform like Pinterest. So establishing your presence on the popular platforms such as Facebook and Instagram is definitely something that should be established um, and it shouldn't be overlooked depending on whether or not your market is on Facebook because a lot of um, consumers will go to Facebook before a website these days because they're on it all the time and it's kind of like a make or break. Does this company have a Facebook? Oh, they don't, so are they relevant? Mm-hmm. Um, and then from you know the, the search engine optimization perspective, having the other platforms in place is definitely necessary in order to create those crisscrossing um, links from the website, the Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, and really um, you know, cross-promoting your business in that manner. No, that's good because I've done the same thing where I've looked to do business with someone, and I'm like, oh, I wonder if they're even alive. Mm-hmm. And you go to Facebook, and I'm like, wow, in the last decade, decade and a half, you haven't picked up a social media account? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that can put off a lot of people, because it's that extra level of, for someone like me, under 30. <laughs> I'm, like, mm-hmm. I'm not sure how old you are, but. Um, I'm under 30. Okay, it's yeah. all of us. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> that why behind the business name is important. Mm-hmm. Um, why they do what they do, why do they take the risk? And I put a lot of stock on that. So if they can't even open up a social media account to share that, I kind of like it backs me off a little bit. Right. I don't know if I'm weird in that sense. No, <laughs> and uh, you know, a lot of the baby boomer generation associate a negative stigma to Facebook and how it's used for you know, millennials self-entitlement and being obsessed with themselves, but there's a lot of power behind it. And like you were saying, you know, if a company is off the grid and they're not on Facebook, it takes away that place where you can quickly search and see what is going on currently, but then also look up the background information. What is this company about? Who are the customers that they serve? Why? are they um, advantageous over their competition? And it's kind of like a one-stop shop for gathering information, but also seeing what's currently going on. And I think it says a lot about a company if they are updating their social media, especially Facebook, and you know letting their audience know what's currently going on. If I'm going on a page and seeing you know um, a business that hasn't posted since you know January 15th, it makes me question you know the um, the quality and the benefit that they're they're not seeing and it's a huge part 
of owning your own business these days. It's kind of like on the line of common sense. So, you know, the negative stigmas definitely need to be dropped because it's something that is um, analytic and statistically driven and not necessarily something that's just out for show. It's not something that is just, you know, materialized into, you know, the millennial way, which is frowned upon often. <laughs> okay, so we've gone social media a little bit. Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little more traditional um, marketing. What, what can businesses do right off the gate? Because you know, the, the big problems they have with, they don't have an audience, yep. they don't have money, mm -hmm. and that's the big thing. So they need to get out there through social media, which is fairly inexpensive but traditional marketing as well, because some people don't respond to social media, they don't check it. Right. Um, so let's talk traditional marketing a little bit and what businesses can do to kind of roll from there. Yeah, so I think the most important step is identifying your exact target market. Um, so really creating and like personifying the people that you're gonna be selling to. Um, it really helps businesses get a better understanding of you know, what their characteristics are like. You know, you're not, if you're selling to a, a 60 plus you know crowd of men then you might not want to leverage Facebook or Instagram as powerfully as how they get their information um, and I think the opposite is true as well you know if you're trying to target a younger crowd then you want to obviously utilize those platforms um, so I think market research is probably the most important thing and making your decisions based off of that research and not the other way around. Obviously, everybody loves to be creative. Everybody loves to come up with ideas for their business. Um, and that's, there's nothing wrong with that, but there should be you know, an underlying reason for why you're performing those activities so you can really test the assumptions that you create and pivot your business from there. And with... Um your brand identification and making sure that that's relative to your target market and having a name that suits the demographic that um, you're trying to attract is really important. Um, you know, there's a lot of really flashy, catchy types of branding out there that might be, you know, accepted out in California, but in New Hampshire, where we're a more, you know, traditional state. Um, you know, having a more conservative brand and following through with that brand is definitely, you know, something that needs to be taken into account. So um, making sure that you create your logo, your um, business name, and your brand image all together um, for what you want to be as a business compared to what you are right now as a startup, I think is something that is, you know, a traditional principle. Dress for the job you want, not the job that you have, kind of follows the same guidelines for your, your brand. Um, and like Joe was saying, you know, for a younger crowd, um, web optimization and presence in social media is definitely important and, um, that doesn't mean that print marketing should be left out. So once you establish your, your brand and your image, transferring that onto a business card and a pamphlet, something to leave behind, something to start a conversation, uh, I don't think will ever go out of style. As much as we want to push it into you know, the, um, the virtual and um, you know, web-based graphic design element, actually holding something as a human being presents value and 
So I think that it's important for a company that is targeting, you know, people of any age to have a web presence, but then also to have actual print material. Because, yeah, because that's something I've run across a lot. Like you're saying, it's nice to have something in your hand. Absolutely. Um, I get a lot of people like, oh, here's your digital card, which is fine. I don't, I have them as well. But a really nice business card, like, says mm -hmm. a lot about, you know, the person. And mm -hmm. I like that. That's a good point. <laughs> and, yeah, and, you know, business is something that you're totally allowed to be judgmental about and be crucial and critical. And if you're walking into, you know, a potential client's office, or um, establishment and you have a card that you just made yourself on Microsoft Word and transferred it onto you know, staples.com and had it printed out, someone like me is going to look at that and say, okay, well, I mean, for me, you're a good potential client because you're doing that yourself. <laughs> but um, you know, as a consumer, seeing that, totally judgmental, totally critical. I want to see that this person took the time to and the money to invest into something that um, that looks good and is sturdy and, you know, presents what they represent. I'm going to judge you based on what your marketing material is and how your website looks and all of those things. So don't print business cards on pieces of paper. Exactly. I've seen that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not even business cards, photo. It's a piece of paper like you get at your printer. Oh, <laughs> that is a good way to go. Awesome. So thank you guys so much for joining me. Um, we're definitely yes. rolling in to like the last half of the show. So let's talk a little bit about education. We talked about education a little bit earlier. Um, you did a lot of like your own self-learning, which I think is huge and important. So let's talk about what entrepreneurs can do from the get-go to kind of help them along the way. So for younger entrepreneurs that were, you know, growing up with the technology and evolving with it and learning how to use it, um, there are countless resources online and a lot of free resources too. Um, I still go on and I will take a course and, you know, watch a, a tutorial on how to develop something that I need for my business that um, has changed since I was in college and originally learned about it. Um, you know, things are changing at a rapid pace. So using your online resources is definitely something that all entrepreneurs should take into account. Um, someone once said to me, kids your age have the ability to build a business from educating yourselves on Google. You have a question, you don't necessarily need to go around and ask a bunch of people and try to critically think about it and make up your own you know, ideas or principles. You can go online and find relevant um, and reliable information that can educate you. And you know, there's a ton of resources um, in small companies that will offer like lunch and learns and uh, you know, that are driven specifically for, um, you know, either marketing or uh, social media and how to, you know, bring that to the next level. A lot of entrepreneurs, I think, have the intelligence to understand all of the pillars that it takes in order to um, create a successful business. And then diving deep into that range um, is something that will ensure success. So looking at across the board at your accounting, your marketing, your human resources, um, your sales, how you um, strategize your sales, um, and going into like all of those traditional departments and understanding them 
deeply is something that's important. Okay, awesome. And there's just countless resources online that can, you know, help you get there because honestly learning something in a traditional classroom these days it's out of style by the time you get into the workforce yeah. sometimes <laughs> <laughs> good so digital learning is fantastic mm -hmm. let's talk books do you have a recommendation for a book that someone can read to kind of help them out um <laughs> well for me i um, always reference my organizational behavior um, textbook from college okay. and so I think that going to a used college bookstore and finding books um, you know as far as you know things that don't change like accounting and accounting principles and um, how people interact and things that aren't evolving as quickly as technology going to um, a used bookstore and picking up textbooks is something that is um, you know a great resource and um, there's also another book called The One, and it teaches you how to focus on one thing, spend 80% of your time looking and focusing and um, executing one thing rather than being all over the place because many entrepreneurs are doing everything themselves, which we've both done for a long time. Um, and it can get crazy where you're all over the place and trying to multitask, but then you're just, you know, looking all over the place and then at the end of the day you have 2% done of every single task that you that you had set out to accomplish. So that's definitely a great resource and I can um, give you the names of everything to put on cool. awesome. at the end. Joe? Um, so as far as reference books, I think they're great to have around the office. I think you, know, you should look at them from time to time when you need to. Um, as far as a great book for entrepreneurs to read, I would recommend The Fountainhead by Ayn Rand. Okay. Um, so that book really speaks to you know, the spirit of an entrepreneur and overcoming a lot of the obstacles that um, you know, every entrepreneur will face um, throughout their career. You know, how to get past those failures, those criticisms, and really stick true to you know, why you're doing this. Because I've realized and noticed actually a lot of people, you know, they're extremely passionate and they just get beat down and they give up when they're at, you know, 85% of the way there. And I mean, it's just this terrible thing, you know? So I think books that really inspire you um, and, you know, let you refocus on why you chose this path. Okay. Um, so The Fountainhead, yeah. Awesome. I'll have to look at that. I read a lot, so. Yep. <laughs> like the asking. Secret, too, is a really great um, <laughs> okay. resource if you put it into a business context. It helps you, like Joe was saying, you can get really discouraged at certain points because you have a lot of ups and downs in the beginning. The path to success is not a straight line up. It's very squiggly and up and down. <laughs> so there are moments where discouragement is, you know, it would set in and ruin, you know, a lot of people. And being able to keep momentum going and keep, you know, the positive energy flowing and staying in line with that is essential. So The Secret is a great book and also a great app. You can get little daily quotes <laughs> nice. and just keeps keeps you going. Okay, awesome. Thank you guys so much for joining me on the show today. Yeah. So until next yeah. time, thank you so much. <laughs>